Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Artificial Talk. I am your host, Louis, along with my co-host, Robert. Hola. And uh, today we have a pretty, uh, I would say, interesting selection of topics today. No, not, not much has been happening this past week. Um, but we do have some older news, some current news, just trying to keep things interesting in the world of technology and podcasts. Um, so this actually occurred, our first topic occurred about a week ago. Um, so not this, not this past week, but the week prior. Um, Nintendo uh, uh, accounts got hacked. Um, so people were... I'm not exactly sure if credit card information was stolen or if any, you know, private information was stolen. But I do know that things were getting bought when they should not have been getting bought on the Nintendo store. Yeah, it was apparently it was like people's names, date of birth, country, gender, just kind of basic information. No credit card information was exposed. Yeah, apparently they could buy things for you, but then they couldn't do anything with it because it was just on your account. So it's like, okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> think you come again yeah like all right if you're gonna buy me stuff with my own money i mean i was already planning to but okay spend my v bucks <laughs> yep uh i didn't have any issue with this at all um i'm not sure if you did no i have not yeah at least i haven't noticed anything suspicious on my account or anything charged on my credit card i mean maybe i did i've been trying to like settle down my finances and like consolidate everything so i I did block the majority of uh, like all of my credit cards just to like see what was charging me, and I was getting a few random like charges that didn't go through because the cards are locked, but it didn't tell me what they were from. Um, yeah, and I never yeah. got an email saying that something was rejected, so I have no idea what those were from. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I haven't really used my Switch that much recently. I've been just kind of leaving that to dust. It was. I actually charged it the last weekend, and it took a whole day just to turn it on. Oh my god! Because it uses its uh, lithium battery, or whatever it was. Yeah. Um. So once it's completely discharged, and you leave it like I haven't turned it on for like a year, mm-hmm. or or maybe a little less than a year, and so it's completely like drained. So it takes like a good like two hours mm-hmm. for it just to turn on again. Yeah. Um. And it's not. Yeah. In terms of. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, sorry. Uh, but yeah, in terms of hacking, yeah, it didn't really seem anything. But I also found it interesting because it seems like Nintendo's always the one that's getting hacked out of these game companies. Yeah, with the uh, with homebrew and stuff. Because I personally done some um, hacking homebrewing stuff on my 3DS a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's always interesting seeing how Nintendo's always gets their consoles hacked and they always get hacked. Yeah, <laughs> I remember the Wii was really big back for hacking back in the day. You know, back when the mm-hmm. Wii was still re- was still relevant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's still up there. I mean, honestly, yeah. I I do miss the controls of the Wii. Yeah. Like, like we have very similar style controllers with Nintendo Switch, but I I miss the IR pointers. Like, that was like my favorite part of the Wii. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they they did kind of carry that over to the Joy Cons. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think they did a great job with the Joy Cons. Yeah. I just wish that they had like a version that was larger of the Joy Cons. Like, like maybe it doesn't have to connect to the deck, doesn't have to lock into the Switch or whatever, but at least have a bigger version for us to use. Mm-hmm. Like, like I know we have the Pro Controller and stuff, um, but, you know, having a little larger handheld one would have been great. It's something similar to the Wii. Especially if they're going to mm-hmm. start porting over older games, you know, like Mario Galaxy, fingers crossed, later this <laughs> year. Um, I don't know. I think it'd just be interesting. And I, I, would, I, would, I would buy it, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, something a little bigger. Yeah. Um, and I remember just going back to the Nintendo hack. 
um, back, I think maybe a year ago, when people were installing Android on their Nintendos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they would, like, stick, like, a piece of metal into, like, the side of the console, and then that was in, like, the recovery mode, and then you could just install Android. Because basically, it's just, you know, an, an NVIDIA Shield, but yeah. made by Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not exactly like hard to find vulnerabilities in this stuff and i and i wouldn't imagine that i mean nintendo's such a small company like compared to you know sony and microsoft you know they're not you know the biggest when it comes to security and all that stuff just because they don't have the resources i wouldn't think at least i mean they're just a game company that's all they are yeah yeah um, since the beginning they've just been a game company yeah back way back they've just been games um They've been through several stages of, you know, almost bankruptcy and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> thankfully, they haven't gone that far yet. I'm glad they're still a lot around. Um, but this hacks, they just are constant. Like, every iteration of console, there's just something <laughs> new that comes up. And I, yeah. I, I don't think it's the fault of Nintendo. I just think, you know, if people want to play the games they want to p- play without having to pay for them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and people want to just I, hack their stuff. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I found it very interesting because I think this is the first uh, hack that was actually like physical. I think everything else has been software related yeah, software. that Nintendo could patch themselves. Mm-hmm. But with this, they would need to like take all the consoles back and then ship them back out. Yeah. It's like this is one of their biggest like flaws of all their consoles. Yeah. Which I found was pretty interesting. And it took a while for them to get for it to get found too. Mm. Like it's. Software hacks for the Switch haven't been too bad, I don't think. At least I haven't heard of any. Because, like, hardware-wise, though, this this one's been pretty bad. Uh, yeah. And then, like, the whole Joy-Con drift problem um, on the controllers. It's just, it's very interesting to see, you know, how different companies handle different things. I mean, Sony, they haven't really had any major issues aside from maybe hackers, but, like... I don't know, every, every game company has their own issues and every every product has its own flaws and things. I mean, the developers, they, they're not going to, you know, how are they supposed to know? They designed it. They're not going to inherently try to f- break it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they do to an extent, but, you know, there's only so much you can do. Yeah, and then that's where you get bug bounties and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, but, I mean, it, yeah. but then it's just, it's not, it's just a game, I guess. Yeah. It, like, no one really loses anything as long as it's not, like, what happened recently and they had to close down the whole entire, like, nintendo like online oh system. yeah because all the the hacks of people's identity so as long as it's like nothing like that i mean yeah. it's just i i see it as kind of like a whole community by itself kind of like fun yeah. kind of yeah. interesting like I, I definitely see it as them just trying to explore the device and not trying to do anything malicious but then you know those things get found out and then the malicious people actually use those things to do what they want to do it's you know there's not really a way around that aside from you know just maybe doing more bounty stuff being like hey We'll pay you a million dollars if you can find a bug. <laughs> if you can hack and if you can install Android on this, we'll pay you a million bucks. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but moving on, I want to touch on you know since we're sticking to electronics, I want to move on to uh, Boston Dynamics. Um, you know, bit of a, a switch in tempo there. But Boston Dynamics, you know, their dogs have been well known, well advertised, even in so many different marketing stuff. Um, and now they're getting used to help, not help, but monitor patients in hospitals who might have, you know, human malware. Um, but 
this is you know like i saw a picture of this the other day like an ipad or like a tablet mounted to the dog walking around looking at the vitals and it just seems so creepy to me dude (laughs) really i i can't imagine you know like like imagine you're in a coma right for 20 years and then you wake up and there's a dog with a face on it looking at you <laughs> and you're like oh my god what's going on <laughs> what century is this like oh man i can't wait to meet my human doctor <laughs> uh, yeah it's, it's uh, this go ahead go ahead uh so yeah i mean i mean i kind of saw this with like the future coming like how robotics is going to get more involved and i think they just kind of took this opportunity with a lot of robotics to start putting them in areas where people are not used to them Mm -hmm. and putting them to like kind of a good cause right now but yeah it's definitely it definitely would be weird at first but i think we might be able to get used to it Mm -hmm. um as time goes on i mean i can i can definitely see us getting to the point where you know the real doctors aren't really doing anything you know like, like those movies i forget what one of them was called but like you go into like this pod thing and you lay down and it like scans your vitals and everything and takes x-rays and like every oh, test yeah. you can think of and then finds the issue and then just does it there and then and then you're healthy again um you know i can definitely see a future where that i mean that would be revolutionary for the healthcare system of course i don't think we're anywhere near it right now oh, yeah. but um i think it might have been one of the alien movies actually uh well obviously like there's so many like different ones. yeah there's there's so many there's this one where like the woman was like pregnant like got like pregnant with an alien and then she had to like go into like this tube thing and then the thing like did a, a c-section of it and pulled it out and held it above her and then stapled her shut and the thing was like moving oh that was so gross dude yeah. uh <laughs> i think that was the first one i don't i don't remember which one but it was really cool yeah uh, that that's definitely a series worth rewatching after finals are done, dude. That's like, <laughs> I'm done, dude. This is my last week of classes. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, and, you're and, lucky. Yeah. I, well, I have one week. This last week of classes, and I have, you know, like the, the one week reading period, and then the one week of finals. Um. So it'll be interesting. But going back to, let's uh, circle back to uh, uh to the Boston robot. Ro- robots, yeah. Um, I mean. Think about all the jobs that could eventually be replaced by maybe not the Boston Dynamics dog, but just robots like this in general. I mean, bartenders. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Easy. Like, the ease, that's like one of the first ones to go. Bartenders, waiters, um, probably even chefs. Like yeah, cooks. I know I know. San Francisco, I think, was doing that with some of the restaurants. They had this burger restaurant I was seeing a while back mm-hmm. where they had a robot make the whole burger right in front of you. That's crazy. Um, that's like Benihana's right there, but by a robot. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and it kind of makes sense for San Fran because San Fran's so expensive to live. Yeah. And, like, for people to live there, might as well just start, like, shifting more workers to robots, I guess. That's but. true. Because the, the the price of, you know, building and programming the robot will be expensive on the, on the very front end, on the very beginning. But over time, you know, not having to pay for someone to have housing, not having to pay for utilities and stuff, the cost of living will go down. Well, I suppose at that point, it's kind of a... You know, we don't really know. I mean, if we start ex- if we start removing all these jobs from the economy in San Francisco, wouldn't there be more homeless people and then mm. an ups and then an, uh, uh, more even more of a housing crisis because less people can even afford housing at that point. Housing might not necessarily go down um, in terms of value um, or go up, um, of course. But you know, who's to say that doing that won't just you know that circles back to you know needing some type of 
monthly income that you just get from the government without having to work. Um, because otherwise, if we all get replaced by robots, yeah. what what's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. How do we af- yeah, that, how do we buy food? Huge... How do we buy <laughs> groceries? How, how do we do anything anymore? I uh, like robots will carry it to your house. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's a huge like topic and stuff. Yeah, it's and but this like, this is the beginning really of it though. I mean, like yeah. this is the beginning using robots to like like because like then 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 think about it. It's kind of like. At uh, stores with self checkout, they just need one person to manage those like seven checkout areas, right? And now you can have even less doctors, less nurses monitoring more patients because they don't need to go anywhere. They only have to go somewhere if there's a problem. Mm-hmm. But then I suppose if someone's you know having a heart attack, you still want to be around because you know the boss and dog isn't gonna be able to do anything. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's it's we're in the very early stages of this. Mm-hmm. But it's still scary to think that you know we're already here. Yeah, I mean, I see, I see a couple paths that this can go down to. Uh-huh. Um, my favorite option out of three is that with Elon, Elon Musk, and just the whole entire space industry, that they push forward and start exploring other st- uh, stuff outside of Earth, mm-hmm. that will most likely get more and more people interested in space, and then maybe through that way find more jobs and having this whole entire thing happen at home with robots taking over everything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, um, if we, you know, if we eventually have an entire planet run basically autonomously and we're just here living off of it, basically off of our own creations, doing what everything we need, then why wouldn't that happen on any other planet that we end up being at or colonizing mm-hmm. if we ever get to that point? Who's to say that, you know, what, what would happen to the economy in that situation? I mean, you'd of course have your corporation still to control everything yeah but i wouldn't be surprised if the average person just didn't work anymore and you know just you know it'd be it's really forward thinking and i really want to say that we would just be able to enjoy life and not have to worry about anything but i don't think we'll ever get there or maybe we'll get really close but there'll always be those people who won't be able to do that Yes, no. like I was, I was talking with our, one of our co-hosts, Patrick, um, about this. Was really interesting is that um, it's kind of like this generation, like everyone that was still alive from now up to our generation, really is the last people that really experienced like non, like, like touch iPads yeah. and stuff, like yeah. growing up. Like I, rem- I see kids now in kindergarten and stuff. Yeah. I was, like a couple years ago, like right out of the gate on iPads, looking at videos, yeah. looking at YouTube. Like it's they're just bad. grown up with this stuff. It's bad. Now. I, I mean, and like- I think. You're good. Sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll I think wait. we'll get to a point where it's like, yeah, we're scared of it as us because we're we still were before this all happened. So this is still it's new and new things are scary. Uh-huh. Um, or change is scary, and then as generations like progress, I think it'll become more normal. Hmm. Um, I would hope so. Yeah. Um, I really can just like I don't like I remember when the iPod first came out, not maybe not maybe the iPod. The iPod Touch, at least. I remember when that first came out. I was... God, what year was that? But I, I fully remember my mom getting it and me being so excited because it was something just new. Mm. Let's see, when did the iPod come out? I want to know this. <laughs> I mean, and it's crazy because you look at that now and you thought the screen was so big. Yeah. How small it is now. Yeah. And, like, I remember playing on my on my mom's flip phone playing like asteroids i was like dude these graphics are crazy yeah i i remember <laughs> dude, i remember playing on my mom's old blackberry playing some like yep. like some tower defense game 
and I thought it was like the coolest thing. All right. And it's just so funny to look back and be like, wow, we really were just entertained by the simplest things back then. Uh-huh. All right. Hang on. Okay. Right here. Um, touch first generation 2007. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I, I fully remember my mom getting this. Well, I, cause you know, I didn't grow up with like, like we had computers and I, I do remember the dial up sound at my grandparents' house <laughs> because they never got Wi-Fi. So oh, when they, cause they had like a really old computer that you that barely had, I, I, it had the most minimalistic operating system. I don't even know what it ran. I'm pretty sure it was a, like one of the older windows, but I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I don't remember. But I remember, you know, the wonderful dial-up sounds back when I was, you know, eight, nine. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. And, like, now it's like, oh, man, my VPN isn't connecting. It's like, <laughs> we've come so far, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember sitting there because I remember our family computer, I think, originally had Windows 98 on it. Mm-hmm. Um, all the way back when I was, like, four or three, maybe. Mm-hmm. And because um, my dad also built his own computer. Mm-hmm. Um, as well back in the 80s, um, which is pretty sick. Um, but, yeah, I remember just sitting there with the internet, old Internet Explorer, just, like, waiting it to refresh. Yeah. And I was like, dude. This is so cool. Was, like, like, Cartoon Network games. <laughs> yeah, like, like, the Flash the games. games. All the Flash <laughs> games, dude. Oh, man. I remember when Minecraft first came out and as Alpha. Oh, man, I was all over that. I, do you remember when it was only in browser? Yeah. Yes, yeah. dude, that was mm-hmm. crazy times. Yeah, that was... there was only like four blocks that you could play with. <laughs> oh man, it was all creative. There was no. Survival. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those were the uh-huh. best times, dude. That that was when like, I don't know. That's when I really started getting into computers. Was when Minecraft was on a browser, and I was like, wow, this is. And then when YouTube came out, like the same time. Or, like, started getting yeah. really big at the same time, I remember. I remember the old YouTube UI. Remember when... I don't know if you remember, um, but on the old iPod Touch, um, a part of iOS, they had a YouTube app because they weren't bought by Google yet. So it was, like, a little TV icon, and that was a YouTube app. And it came bundled uh, with iOS because it wasn't owned by Google yet. I see. And I remember having that old account, you know, listen, like, watching College Humor, all that stuff, because they were just so funny. Um... It just, yeah, we, it's just crazy to think that we came from, you know, dial-up internet to now we have walking robot dogs to monitor patients <laughs> with deathly illnesses. <laughs> like, that would... We, we, we that classic we, Zoom selfie. Yeah, yeah. We've done so much in these last... That's only 13 years ago when this iPod Touch came out. Uh-huh. 13 years. And we are now from first touch devices to uh, robot dogs that can help medical professionals. Like, it's crazy, the, the exponential graph that technology has taken. Yeah, Moore's Law, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's wild. I, I think I would, like, go to say that our generation kind of experienced the most dynamic range of technology. Yeah, and I'm so happy. Um, like, I love that. Like, we're going to be yeah. the generation who grew up before the age of touch and will now continue to live through the age of whatever's next. Right, mm-hmm. whatever is the next great invention. Maybe it is just the yeah, expansion of robotics and automation. Um, who knows? But I remember I, my my first phone was 
well i think that's like like most kids can relate to this like the three button phone mom dad and, and like emergency oh what yeah are they the like the ladybugs yeah yeah, yeah. I, I remember my mom and dad got me one of those back in first grade when, after i switched schools and we switched can i switched counties um and then when um oh god when was it some point in elementary school i got a flip phone because then i had to have more numbers for my grandparents and stuff um because they were the ones who picked me up and then i didn't get an action i barely used it because you know i never needed to make a phone call um like maybe occasionally my mom would call me when i'm at school to see how i was doing um like after like if i was in daycare or whatever um, but like, I never actively used it. It was half the time always dead because I'd forget to charge it. Cause I'd never use it. Mm. And then, you know, my first smartphone was high school. I, when I freshman year, my mom was like, all right, you need a, a flip phone or a, a smartphone because like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you need a smartphone. Just you need because... a smart flip phone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they're, they're real now. <laughs> um, just yeah. to like, cause like, you know, then that's when we started staying at home, like at school after hours and doing theater and eventually robotics and all that stuff and it's just crazy yeah. how far we've come dude i remember it's uh, yeah go ahead it's honestly crazy like for me um i didn't get a phone until middle school uh-huh. um so i just had to always go to the front office to call my parents whenever i needed them mm-hmm. um to pick me up or whatever but yeah it was just crazy to go from there i just remember in elementary school like it was all just like there was nothing really big you just go home and go to school and you just like play some video games. I mean, these are like classic PS2 games and stuff, um, or like GameCube, and then looking at some cartoons. And then middle school came, and then that's when it's like robotics to start. I started hearing the word like robotics and stuff with like Legos. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard about. Yeah, those. yeah, like the Mindstorm um, stuff. Yeah, but then they had like middle school Lego robotics. I yeah. missed. Yeah, I, I missed it year. too. I missed it by one year. Ah, uh, damn. Because I was like, I was like, ever because I heard about like seventh or sixth grade. And I just was, like, dying to be on a team. And then I just missed it. And then that's when I joined robotics in high school. Ah, okay. Well, it, and then it just, worked like, out then. We've been, like, through this as it's been developing mm-hmm. through the education yeah. system. But now, kids, I mean, I went to go help out at an elementary school. Mm-hmm. And the, the the teacher was like, okay, kids, go on Minecraft. We're going to teach you about block code today. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, we have went so far. Like, I yeah. just remember sitting in class in elementary school doing nothing and just wanting to play outside. Yeah, yeah. So now kids just playing Minecraft in their classrooms. <laughs> yeah. Or like, oh, in elementary school, do you ever have those, um, like, those typing games? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Like, math games? Yeah. Oh, those, yeah. I hated those, those, those typing <laughs> games so much, dude. Those typing games were the worst. I'd always fail them. <laughs> to to this to this day, I still don't. Know, I know to this day, I don't know how to type correctly. Still. Yeah. But I still type faster than the than people I know who do type correctly. I mean, as long as you find your own way, you'll definitely yeah. speed up. Like all you really need is to, like honestly, all you need to know is where the keys are, and you're fine. You don't need to have specific form. It doesn't matter. Yeah, um, unless you're like trying to go to the major leagues. Yeah, for typing competition or whatever. <laughs> Guinness World Records. Yeah, Guinness World Records. Yeah, I, 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 I just learned like a couple years ago that the little like indents on the F and J keys are like where you're supposed to put your index fingers. Yeah, yeah, that's. I just the, thought the, those bumps were the, weird. The nipples, yeah. Yeah. Um, but but I I I've I've read a few studies that say it's you know, over time humans as as people who've been using technology have been experiencing you know shorter attention spans, um, 
and uh, just, you know, eyes getting tired, eyes, you know, more people needing glasses from staring at screens so often. So it's not, I think it's not a good idea for us to be starting kids off with tablets and technology so young. Like kindergartners, they they do not need an iPad or a Samsung tablet or anything to learn. The curriculum is the same, right? It's not like they're going to be behind because they don't know, you know, how to place a block in Minecraft. <laughs> um, like, I, I, I didn't get a computer. My first computer was a MacBook Air um, back in, when at first, like back in 2013, I think. Uh, and it's currently running my Minecraft server, believe it or not, um, which is pretty wild. But I remember getting it, and I just used it for, like, basic, like, cause, like in eighth grade, you kind of just needed to do, like, a few, like, typing projects and all that stuff for, like, presentations or whatever, but nothing high-tech. And I barely use it, like, maybe maybe use it, like, like, uh, like a couple times a month, right? Mm-hmm. And now, and then we went to high school, and then we got an iPad, and now it's like, I can't function without technology just because of how reliant I am on it now. You know, taking notes. I don't I don't carry paper anymore. Right? It's just a thing I don't carry anymore. I haven't needed to carry a notebook in so long. I don't have binders. Who carries who carries a book anymore? Right? Everything's <laughs> online. Whenever I have to buy a book for a course, the first thing I do is scour the internet for a PDF of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um so it's like like I am a little sad that I have become so reliant on technology just because I don't know. I feel like the majority of things that I could do end up getting more complicated because of technology in certain ways. Certain things, of course, cannot be done, you know, like this podcast cannot be done without technology. Um, and I love the <laughs> fact Sorry, that, guys, <laughs> offline in the podcast. And, and, I, and I love the fact that I'm able to create, you know, podcasts and anything I want to with technology. Um, but I remember, you know, when I moved to uni- when I moved across the country to go to university, I had to use, you know, like my phone navigation to go anywhere I wanted to because I had no oh, idea. Yeah. Um, and when I came back home after a year of not being here, I had to do the same because I totally forgot the layout of my of my home. And then my my mom was like, "Wait, what are you gonna do if technology goes down?" And then I remember learning to drive with a Tom's Guide, um, mm. and like the old maps. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember the learning to drive with maps. that because I didn't want to use my phone when I was learning when I was learning how to drive because you know for fear that I'd get addicted to my phone while I was driving. Um, so I, so I was like, okay, well, at least in that way, if technology ever died, I can just go buy a map and it's fine. But it's it's <laughs> just crazy to see how pervasive technology has become in our lives. Like, like everywhere you go, there's some form of a new electronics has been invented within the last decade or so, like like maybe two decades or so. Like, it's wild yeah. to think that. Yeah, that, like, phones that came out back then were, like, so expensive, but now they're, like, nothing. Yeah. Like, pennies. Yeah. And, and, and like, like, the stuff, the components in them, the metals, is more expensive than the phone itself. Yeah, and we have, like, a bit, and we have smarter and better computers in our pockets than what was sent to the moon. Like, that yeah. is a fact that's always brought up, of course. And I'm sure mm-hmm. all of the young. All of the young Gen Zers, you know, younger than us, you know, like in, in, in their teens. Yeah. Zoomers. They always roll their eyes like, yeah, 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 we know. But like, if you think about it, that's kind of insane <laughs> considering how long ago the moon landing was. Uh-huh. Like, they did all of that without yeah. what we have now? How? <laughs> yeah, I'm completely fascinated with the old, like, technology. Yeah. I definitely became, over the years, I became more interested in mm-hmm. old tech. And I think just um, more appreciative of the old tech. 
right? I mean, like, that's where everything was birthed from. Yeah. Like, we would not be anywhere near where we were right now if not for the people who invented that way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially with computers. I mean, it was crazy. We went from giant rooms to now our just our our watches. Yeah, to our <laughs> yeah our watches exactly. <laughs> to you know, little things you put in your ear that have Bluetooth and you know have an assistant built into them in your ears, like like headphones mm-hmm. stuff. It's it's you know we have we have, uh, we have why do we need screens on our fridges? <laughs> why is because that? Because we gotta order. Like groceries <laughs> online, I can just uh, I, yeah. Sometimes I'm just like, why, why does this exist? This doesn't need to exist. We're just like, well, we can put a screen in it. Why not? People will pay for it. Yeah, it's been it's, succeeding so far. Yeah, and I think soon we're gonna start to see the plateau of many technologies. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, like, we're already starting to see. Yeah, oh, like, um, like phones, especially with phones. Yeah, phones, phones are a, big is a one. huge mm-hmm. thing. It's like okay, what's brand new this year? Oh, screen. <laughs> yeah. Or like, like, like oh we're wow, getting, like, 2% more point. battery life. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting 16 gigs of RAM. Okay, I don't even know what I'm gonna do with this much RAM. Oh my god, dude, I'm still on three um, gigabytes of RAM. <laughs> Yeah, now phones are faster than laptops. Yeah, I know, dude. iPads are like, faster than ninety-two percent of laptops. Phones run crisis. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, it's and, um, crazy. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And I think CPUs are the next big thing because I mean, like, Apple, we've gotten down. Apple CPUs have gone down to five nanometer chipsets, right? AMD is down to seven nanometer chipsets. Intel, mm-hmm. they're 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 struggling a little bit. Um, but yeah, they, you know, the yeah. I think the. I can't remember what the limit was of these CPUs, but I think it was like three or four nanometers. We could not go uh-huh. any further. Like we, like, yeah. like physically, we cannot go any further until because then the electrons just don't. Because then essentially we're just going so far that it becomes quantum computing. You get yeah, you get the you just, you, you start that's, you, yeah. That's, that's where you're getting the next wave. I think yeah, that's the that's next the next age. Yep, is next quantum computing, which you receive Google and stuff going into. Yeah. And I look, they're exactly right now. Quantum computers are the size of giant like rooms. Yeah. So that means we're in the same age that people were back in the 60s. Yeah. So, so we're really at the beginning of a whole other thing, which is so cool. Yeah. It's like we get experience. We have the previous knowledge. Like we're really close to the old generation. Mm-hmm. And now we get experience firsthand the, new, the next wave. Yeah. And that's pretty crazy. And, uh, and you know, the move, moving to quantum computing is going to be a huge shift like it's gonna be i would say even bigger than our shift from when we were inventing all the stuff in the first place that we currently have now like it's going to be huge obviously the main thing being well rip encryption of our uh, <laughs> uh, rip our current encryption at least um, but then you'll just use quantum computers to make new encryption <laughs> yeah of course of course of course but <clears throat> it means that we have to be encrypting in quantum before everyone starts getting quantum computing in the first place or quantum computers in the first place um yeah otherwise you know banks will have to be the first to move over i think yeah of course like, like if they're the last to move over dude we're screwed <laughs> rip <laughs> time to make a run of the banks to take everything in cash time to go in crypto <laughs> yeah oh my god um i'm really excited to see how that's gonna play out because i mean like yeah. like back then we didn't know what would be after our current chipsets right and now we don't know what's going to be after quantum chipsets, if we can even go further, right? And I'm sure that's mm. what they thought then back then, too. Like, yeah, can we exactly. even go further than it's... this? And yes, we can. And so, like, okay, well, can we go even further? Like, how far do you think we'll be able to go 
Like, obviously, it's all theory, but, like... I mean, it's crazy, because, I mean, you can't get smarter than quantum. That's the thing. Yeah. They were, they're saying that the end goal of storage capacity is one atom is one bit of memory. Dude, that's crazy. And that's... I mean, you can't get smarter than that. What are you going to do? Cu- like, uh... A cubit. Quartz or whatever? Yeah, cubits. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah, like, quartz. Like, like inter particles. Or, um, quartz. Quarks, quarks, yeah, quarks. Yeah, yeah, quarks. The things that make up atoms. Each yeah, one of so those like, can be you, bits. You go to quarks, is that next? <laughs> oh, and then God. it's just like the whole entire, then we're getting all the way into quantum physics, and then you're just like, everything just can go infinitely smaller. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it, it's it really definitely, I don't know. it's definitely going to make a, po- a part of the population a lot more smarter. A lot smarter in terms of, you know, things they need to know to be able to do this stuff. Um, especially the computer engineers, dude. They're going to have to learn a whole lot of new stuff to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we're still learning it ourselves. Like, even the people who are... We're still doing research into it. So it's not like we can just know all at once. Like, it's just yeah. going to take time. There's a way to, the same way it did before. Um, and if it came... If we came this long... If it took this long to get here from the 60s, then I can expect this to take the same amount, if not more. I mean, we can maybe apply the same principles that we originally did before, like in terms of getting smaller and smaller, but it's just a whole different realm when you get into quantum computing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. I, no one knows where it's going to go. Yeah, it's going to be... I'm very excited, and I think everyone should be, because that's just wild to think about. Um, yeah, it's a whole domino effect. Yeah. We'll get quantum computing, and then that will lead into AI, because AI is all about like learning fast. Oh, yeah. And then with that algorithms, then you can get smarter, autonomous things, and then that would just lead to a whole entire new society. Yeah, basically, the our economy is going to have to change every time something new happens. Um, not every time, but like like our economy will take a major shift. I think when we get to quantum computing, like a huge shift. Like I think mm-hmm. it's going to revolutionize a lot of industries uh, for the better. Um, you know, I don't. A lo- I know a lot of people that I know are like, "Well, what's the point? How is this going to better us in the future?" Um, and I mean, of course, we can't know right now. I mean, we didn't know back in the day what computers were able to do, you know, until we did them, right? Like we're, we have exactly. we have no idea until we do it. I mean, you know, the atom bomb we didn't know it was bad until we did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it's it's human nature just to be curious, and of course we have to be cautious, but you know, we still we should still explore enough to know what's going on. I mean, I would love for us to be able to know everything that happens in, you know, the known universe and our world first. You know, we know, we know more about space than we do about our own oceans. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like obviously that's a cliche and I don't know if it's actually true, but it's what I've been told my entire life. And I love that. It, no, it is. It is true. Yeah. <laughs> my dad was a marine biologist. Okay. Well, there it is. Cause I mean, we, well. we can go into space, but we can go <laughs> super deep into the oceans because the pressure is <laughs> immense and i think i don't know i'm very because we get to explore two frontiers dude space and the ocean like that's awesome <laughs> that's that's crazy to me and you know maybe this boston company this boston dynamics company you know they've been doing some great things in robotics i wonder if they'd be able to apply what they're learning to perhaps ocean exploration um if mm. you can create some sort of you know mammalian skeleton that can roam the ocean floor at depths that we could never imagine and report back to us. I mean, that would be insane. Yeah, I know NASA's working on some pretty cool stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, I was, like, lurking, looking into, like, their whole entire internship programs and what they've been working on. Mm-hmm. And I know that one of their, their things, future projects, is, like, an eel. 
kind of thing, mm-hmm. the snake thing. That's it's a robotic eel. Yeah, I think I've seen this. That, yeah. that slithers. Yeah, through it's meant to like go through like like rarely rough icy terrain mm-hmm. and stuff, and fit through cracks yeah. and stuff. I mean, it's just it's just a little like just what's crazy. Yeah, it'll it'll be a, it'll be a two billion dollar project to be eaten by a whale. <laughs> <laughs> And then we know yeah, there, there's yeah. a whale down there. Yeah. Oh, guys. Okay, that whale down there. We know <laughs> the whales um, are not extinct, guys. We did that's it. That's so funny. Um, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be. I am very excited to see the future of of all of this, and I hope you know I live to see the day when you know I I love to be able to live through both revolutions of technology, both you know the current one that we're plateauing at, and the next one of quantum computing, and I'd love to be able to see the beginnings of the next one. Um, of course, if it takes you know forty, fifty years, I'll hopefully still be alive by then. Maybe see the beginnings of the next one, if there is a next one. Like who knows? Yeah. Um, but moving on from that, uh, actually pretty related to it. Um, so we all know Windows ARM press processors, right? From and how great they were, um, and doing everything that they needed to do. Yes. Um, Very I know that you don't know much about, or at least don't research much into Apple because you are, I don't know, not, 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 not everyone really cares about Apple, obviously. Um, everyone is different yeah. in their own tastes. You, you're either in the ecosystem or, or you're, you're not. Yeah, you're either in it or you don't care at all. Um, and then, of course, you're like the middle ground where you care about it, but you, it's because you hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fanboys, basically. Um, but basically, the headline of this story is that Apple will be soon is planning at least by the end of 2021 to create um, to have MacBooks start running on their own processors like the Apple A14 chip, A15 chip, the ones that are in their phones um, and our iPads. Um, the idea is that they'll switch away from Intel, um, which will be a huge shift. I mean, I don't know if I mean neither of us will remember. Of course, we were so young, um, but Apple back in like 2006 switched from their arm presser their arm processors which at the time was the power pc um which were known as being terrible they were they heated up they drew a lot of power and they were slow and then we switched to intel um big architecture change obviously um and now they're supposed to be starting the switch back to their own arm processors which i mean i can't blame them for i mean if you look at the performance of the ipad pro like that thing like kills like it's crazy um like it's faster than a lot of computers i wouldn't say desktop computers no cannot can can maybe compete with some but you know obviously the price range is going to change apple selling cpus to different markets not going to happen i can guarantee it um but i think it's interesting to see apple making the shift back and i think you know, it falls back into that integration that all these that all companies want to have, where they want to only be reliant on their own parts. Um, you know, the like I'm not sure if it's vertical or horizontal integration. I can't remember off the top of my head. But basically, these companies, like not just Apple, like even Ford back in the day, um, and even now maybe, like any company that produces any product wants to be able to create everything from start to finish without having to buy anything from anyone else. Um, so that if the market changes, so like if they raise their prices, it doesn't matter because you're not buying it. If their architecture screws up or has huge vulnerabilities, it doesn't matter because you're on a different thing. Um, Mm. I can understand the shift. Um, And Tristan and I were talking about this um, a couple days ago. Um, And he seems to think that Apple wants to either 
kill the Apple. I either wants to kill the iPad and focus on Mac, or kill the Mac and focus on iPad and basically combine the two into one OS. I could never see that ever happening, just because both. I think the iPad is so lucrative for um, yeah. for Apple, and I don't. And the Macs are lucrative too. Um, and they're just inherently different operating systems. Like they just do different things. Um, but we were, uh, um, I don't know. He, he seems to think that one is going to get killed off soon. I don't think that'll ever happen. Um, if everything's on the same architecture chip, I can, you know, guarantee that, you know, the, the ones that go into MacBooks are going to be turned up to 11 compared to the ones that an iPad and, uh, phones just because they're able to be thermally cooled. Um, like my, I have the MacBook Pro 16 inch, which has the redesigned thermals. I must say this thing slaps. It has a core. It has an i a ninth gen i nine in there. Um, I have never I my, my the with the 15 inch I had, I definitely had some throttling issues with the CPU and the GPU. Now it's I, I barely get up to temps that I worry about. I get to maybe like 170 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, I don't know what that is in Celsius because I live in America. So, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, so I, I know everything is ba- like all the temperatures are based off of like, uh, uh, uh Celsius, but I don't know <laughs> what the conversion is between there. Um, uh, Celsius, Kelvin. Yeah, I, I definitely don't get. A, I, I, I think the one time I did put it under like massive stress just to test, I didn't get up. To, I didn't get up past eighty-five degrees Celsius. I thought was pretty impressive um, considering, you know, this thing is incredibly small. Um, it's not great. Yeah, but... didn't... Yeah, go ahead. Didn't... Uh, if I remember correctly, doesn't, like, Apple have bad cooling problems that kind of, like, yeah. throttles yeah, the Yeah, the, the 15-inch... <laughs> the old 15-inch... Well, the now discontinued 15-inch has had no... It had two fans in it. They didn't do anything, though. <laughs> they were just kind of there. Uh, the current thermal uh design is great it's so great that my room gets so hot from the amount of heat that this thing outputs dude like if i close my door like like ac off cool like it's cool 72 degrees in the house right my room i I, i'll be in there working for like maybe like like four or five hours right from like doing video editing or whatever i'll walk out and i'm like wow the house is so cold because my room is just so hot from the heat of this one device and like i have not noticed any stuttering any issues with programs failing from it um you know i boot into i boot into boot camp sometimes to play video games i get over 200 fps in overwatch in like my normal i, I don't know what my settings are because i haven't changed them since you know i bought the game back in way back when in high school um but i was amazed to see the performance boosts like the mac the 15 the 15 inch i got maybe 115 120 uh, frames per second um and then i got the and that's with the upgraded cpu and and dra- graphics card at that time with the highest end and then i did the same thing with this one whoa dude performance was basically doubled it was crazy just to see how and it wasn't like a different generation it was the same i9 and the same gpu i believe so nothing had changed except for the thermals and i was so surprised to yeah. see the massive difference that that made um I was thermals are very important. I was very pleased, of course, and I'm you know, I don't plan on replacing this thing for the next ten years if I can. 
Um, <laughs> just because, I mean, if my old MacBook Air is running, you know, my Minecraft server and my Terraria server, and it, you know, feels fine to me, you know, and it, it, it took a bit of a hit when I fell down some stairs when it was, you know, in the winter in Baltimore. <laughs> Uh, I was it was in my no, it was, I was running to work because I was late and I had it in my like, like held in my arm and I fell down a flight of icy stairs and like so the screen has a bit of a dent, um but uh, that's it's just the screen it doesn't matter it's you know it's closed all the time anyways it's just basically being used as a server I can VPN into and that just shows you how old tech is just like strong yeah yeah although you can just take a beating I will say though that that is kind of not been my experience with any Windows computers that I've ever had. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I could see it's, it. Uh, like with, like, there was the whole entire, like, 20, early 2000s to, like, like all the way up to now, or I guess until the XPS line, Yeah, that Windows computers have been, like, cheaply made. I mean, like, in the 90s, I mean, they were bricks. Yeah. They were, they like, were, built they into were suitcases. Chunk boys, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the IBM ThinkPad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that because I work in IT, mm-hmm. and so I, we had one coming to her for disassembly or whatever, mm-hmm. and man, that thing, that thing was thick, like with a couple seats. <laughs> it was like five inches, or five or six inches, like from the like height wise. Wow, that thing, that thing that, <laughs> it was that's like huge. almost a mechanical keyboard. <laughs> it was like almost the original thing. I forget what it was, but it was crazy. Uh, that's, yeah. And again, that just testifies back to the the evolution of technology over time and how far we've come. Um, but I know I've had a couple different brands of laptops. I had an HP. I had a... I never had a Microsoft uh, Windows computer. I actually never went with one of those. Um, I have heard good, very good things about Microsoft computers over the years. Like, I've heard that they're one of the best in terms of build quality and life sustenance or, like, like them living longer. Um, but I, for me, I've, I've never also, I've also never understood why old laptops can slow up over time aside from maybe RAM. Um, I, I understand that the, you know, things get worn down over time, but you know, two years is not that long of a time for it to get, you know, dramatically shifted. Yeah, it's a mix of like updating of applications because applications can say, "Oh, there's new hardware, so now we can like oh utilize more even more resources." That makes sense. I th- that's why I heard like why phones slow down so much like over the years mm-hmm. is because apps just use more resources as yeah. phones increase. Oh yeah, because uh, the developers might as well take use of it if it's there, right? Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Um, and then as more, uh, what was I gonna say? Um, definitely more space. Yeah. The stuff like that oh and then the applications add stuff in the background like after all this time using your device there's gonna be all these extra stuff oh, like cache files about. and all that yeah, stuff cache yeah files. that's what i was gonna say yeah yeah it's yeah it's um pretty well i just got an email from amazon saying that i got 20 dollars credit and i was like oh awesome <laughs> i wasn't <laughs> i was like what a great email to get um <laughs> yeah it's interesting like i it might just be my experience with the brands that I've gotten. Um, I had a Razer laptop <laughs> my freshman year of college. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah, I, I sold it. It was a blade, right? I, yeah, it was a Razer blade. Dude, I sent it in for repairs because the 3.5, the headphone jack stopped working. And then they said they replaced the entire motherboard. And then they came back with a bunch of scuffs and stuff on it. And, and then the headphone jack still didn't work. <laughs> so I ended up selling it for like 75% of what I paid for it not bad mm-hmm. and then i got the 15 inch macbook pro 
with the butterfly keyboard. And then as soon as Apple released their 16-inch MacBook Pro, because I, I already knew I was going to, you know, either either get rid of the, the MacBook Pro 15-inch because of the keyboard. I could not take the keyboard, dude. The thermal issues alone were enough to make me get rid of it, but the keyboard was the deal breaker. <laughs> um, uh, I see. And so I, gave, I, I basically returned it to Apple. Uh, or I did like the swap thing where they give you credit for uh, if you like tr- trade in basically uh, trade in credit, and I got mm-hmm. and I got the new one, um, and I have have no issues with it. I love it. Um, only time I have issues is because I'm on the beta version of Mac OS, so of course I'm gonna have issues. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be very interesting to see the change. Um, I think that's why they have been hesitant to switch over to AMD processors is because they've been trying to move over to their own architecture. Um, of course, we don't know for sure. I mean, there could just be, you know, like a contract between Apple and Intel says, you have to use this until this date. Um, yeah. And we just don't know about it, of course. Um, so it could be that. It could be that they just don't want to have to rebuild all of Mac OS if they're already going to have to do it anyways when they when they build, when they put in a new CPU. Um, but I have high hopes that they'll do a good job. Um, yeah. I definitely see this as a, yeah. as a more of a success than the Windows Phone because I was reading that like it was hard with the Windows Phone because Windows is so open mm-hmm. to all its third-party programs that to like fit for that new processor that they would need to change like all their software yeah, to work just, with that yeah, architecture. Just, yeah, it's the- and with Apple being a closed garden mm-hmm. wall, whatever it's called. <laughs> Um, <laughs> whatever the terminology is called, it's Apple being Apple, yeah. Um, they have all first party stuff, so it's much would be much easier to convince their um programs to switch over to that new architecture. It'll be easier. To oh yeah, I mean, um, developers would have no reason to not switch over. I mean, I don't honestly for developers on the Mac App Store and people who just use Swift, I don't think there will be that much of a change. To be honest with you. Um, because I mean, if you're already coding in the languages that they're going to be using there, I don't think there'll be a huge shift aside from maybe a few performance things to change or maybe utilization of resources. I mean, I of course do not know. I am only a second year programmer, so I have no clue. Um, but I would assume that they would try to make it as easy as possible. And the only thing that the only big thing that has to change would be applications that aren't on the Mac app store, which there are a ton of, of course. I majority of my apps are from third parties so we'll see how that goes um but honestly i think it would it doesn't really hurt the developers anyway especially if they make it super super simple um yeah that's that's all i can think of yeah and i definitely see this kind of being apple's way of going into the cheaper market oh yeah because it's always been such an expensive product Mm -hmm. that's been like oh like it just became more of a a, brand a luxury thing. item, yeah. Yeah, a luxury item. Uh, but with this new cheaper, I mean, ARM processors are more cheap. Yeah. And if they make this in-house or whatever, um, that could definitely reduce the price of it and bring way more people and yeah. make Apple more of a, or for or for uh, a for all company. Yeah, I'm, in a way. It, would, it would definitely unify their entire lineup completely. Um, yeah. The only thing it would be that gap. Yeah, the only thing I could see that would not get switched over to ARM processors over the next five years would probably be the Mac Pro. Um, yeah, like <laughs> Intel Xeon chip, it's not the best. You know, the Threadripper beats it, and it's not even the direct competitor to the Xeon. Um, like the the AMD's Epic lineup is the competitor to Intel's uh, 
uh, lineup, and that doesn't do so hot, but the Threadripper does great. And it's so funny. Um, so I think definitely by the next Mac Pro's evolution, that will be on an ARM processor, I have no doubt. Um, so it's going to be a bit of a fragmented lineup from Mac OS for a while. Um, I'm definitely going to say that they're going to start with the MacBook Air. Um, and you can definitely th- say, you can definitely assume that that thing is going to take a drop in price. That thing will yeah. easily go down $100, $200 just because they're not paying Intel anymore for the processors for that. Um, and Apple will be able to get that into more people's hands. And Hopefully, ideally. Yeah, I- ideally, yeah. I mean, if they don't, then what was the point? <laughs> if they spend more money on their metal or something, I don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. Well, the MacBook Air is all recycled aluminum now. A hundred percent recycled aluminum, and I think that's really cool. A lot of companies, I think, should should strive for that. Um, uh, yeah, it's a hunter eco-friendly movement. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people now are caring about that. Of you no, know, rightfully so. Um, yeah, as we've seen all this old tech being like piled up. Yeah, you know, just if you have any like, just like as a as a announcement, if you have any old technology, try to either make use of it somehow, repurpose it, or just recycle it. Um, monitors. I honestly think you should never get rid of your monitor just because it's so hard to recycle them. Like they have like all these poisonous like materials inside of them that recycling them really is harder than it is to just, you know, like destroy it basically, unfortunately. Um, you know, if you have an old laptop computer, try to repurpose it. There's a YouTube channel. I forgot the name of it. But he, oh, is he the guy that like takes apart the screens? And yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah. And he like, and he, yeah, and, I love that. Yeah, guy. he took like an old like laptop that he bought on eBay and like turned it into an all-in-one computer that was actually slapping. <laughs> yeah, or you can use the backlight. Yeah. of the laptop. Yeah. as a kind of like a lit, like as a light in your room. Yeah, yeah. So like, you can do so much with old technology if you don't want to recycle it. And it's like, yeah, you paid for it, so you should be able to keep it if you want to. But if you wanted to, you know, either way, if you use it or if you recycle it, either way, that's good. <laughs> you know, you're, you're not... The whole point of recycling is that we can just keep reusing the same electronics that we're making. Like, so we don't have to keep mining the earth for new stuff. Because eventually we're going to run out. And that's gonna, not going to be very good for uh, <laughs> technology and for prices. Yeah. It'd be good for the people that's holding the resources, but not for anyone True, else. true. Um, so I think we're going to move on, actually, to our next topic. Um, I think this will be our last topic, actually. And it's going to be one that we don't often talk about um, on this on this uh, channel. But, you know, we rebranded. We're allowed to talk about whatever we want to now. Um, I want to explore the um, stock market and how the uh, oil prices fell below zero uh, last Monday or th- this past Monday. Um, you know, oil companies had to pay people to take the oil from them. <laughs> <laughs> rather than people paying the oil companies for the oil. Mm. This really just boils down to the fact that, you know, no one's going outside right now. Everyone's staying at home. You know, no one's driving. People that do go out, they're just taking walks. You know, no one's no one's going to work. Everyone's working remotely. So it's not... I will say this, though. It was a very bad thing that that had happened. <laughs> yeah. We are looking at the complete meltdown of an industry that... I always thought would never have a meltdown until renewable energy became a reliable source of energy. Yeah, I knew oil was very volatile. That's why you say never oh, yeah. invest in oil. Yeah, yeah, easy. Very um, volatile. But I never saw this coming, honestly. Yeah. I it, like, it wasn't the first thing that popped up to my mind until I saw it all over the news everywhere yeah. this past week mm-hmm. that are just dropping. And then 
they're like, yeah. And then so then you have the competitors like Saudi Arabia and Russia, which is the number two, top two um, oil producers were number three in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're like, oh, this is a perfect time to ramp up production because they're trying to become the number one world provider of oil. Right. So they're trying to drive everyone else out of business. So actually, <laughs> they're producing more oil now. Yeah. Um, At a loss, so too. So there's surplus. Yeah. And so it's kind of like whoever falls first. And then in the end, they're like losing now, but in the end, they'll definitely come higher on top of things. Yeah. Um, which is kind of crazy. And then kind of like now there's all the surplus, and now they're selling it, like you were saying, and buybacking. And like, yeah, they're paying for it. Um, they're paying you to like for oil because they have nowhere else to put it. Right. But then you look and it's like, how do you store this? You can't just like, you can't just like get a lot of land and just fill up a bunch of oil barrels. Yeah. Like you have to like pay taxes and all that government stuff. I know I was looking at an oil tanker and to have oil sit in there, I forget how many tons, but um, just to sit in there, it was like $350,000 yeah. a day. Yeah. It, it's not, to store oil. it's really bad, dude. It's really, it's, <laughs> <laughs> very very bad um and it's evolving of course we're not going to know you know the full extent of this until it's all over you know what's going to happen to the shale economy and all that stuff definitely not going to be great um but hopefully you know things eventually get better i mean you know as soon as everyone as, as you know and it's not going to be like you know when we open everything up boom everything's going to skyrocket because it's going to be slow it's not going to be an immediate open it's going to be okay restaurants can open now okay you know, bars can open now. Okay. Uh, you know, IT businesses can open now, right? Like it's going to be a very slow opening over time. Um, so we're looking at a very slow, you know, fix like, like revitalizing of the economy then it's not going to be fast, unfortunately. Um, but you know, I, I have hope that we'll be okay. I mean, you know, the government stepping in and well, maybe we shouldn't talk about that. Uh, they're, they're not exactly doing the greatest job. Um, yeah. The Federal Reserve we Bank. Don't want to How about a, that? The, the Federal Reserve <laughs> Bank, I think, is doing an okay job. I must say, I am very impressed with our with the California governor, Governor Newsom. I like him a lot. Um, there's a recent poll that said uh, Californians were the state who were following the state home orders the most out of any other state. Hmm. Oh, that was interesting. That's, that's surprising. Yeah, I mean, uh, not really. I mean, really, we have so but... many people, dude. It's kind of crazy. We have. 40 yeah. million people in the state. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty big. Yeah. Us in New York. I mean, yes. Yeah, speaking of governors, the governor of New York. Oh, dude. I like he's, him. He's like, <laughs> dude, they're going to make a movie about him. Yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> Love Gov. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's crazy. Every time I see him, he just like, he's so like down to earth. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, just seeing where this will go is very interesting. Yeah, it's, as it's evolving, so it's, we won't know until it's done, basically. <laughs> you know, same thing with technology. Yeah. We won't know to stop until we can't go any further. Um, and I think that's going to wrap up our, uh, our episode today. I hope you all enjoyed our episode, and I hope you're all staying indoors, staying safe. I hope you know this podcast is able to bring you some entertainment during these trying times. Um, just remember to, you know, Eat, sleep, um, which I'm sure everyone's been doing a ton of. Um, I know I have been. Otherwise, you won't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, eat, sleep. Uh, make sure you're <laughs> staying indoors. I uh, hope all your families are safe. Um, and just, you know, hang in there where we can get through this. Um, I have mm-hmm. very high hopes. Um, but I've been your host, Louie. And I am Robert. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>